Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Before we get to it, make sure you follow us wherever you get your audio podcast. Just search FFSN. That's rather cavalier. Give us a five-star rating on Apple and Spotify. Also, check out our cast shorts on the Nordahl's YouTube channel. Now let's get to it. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back. Oh, yeah, man, how you doing? You good? I know you like that. Cleveland Cavalier fans, welcome back to another episode of the That's Rather Cavalier podcast. I'm one of your hosts. Well, your only host tonight. Your boy Tate, aka Tate Boy Fresh. Big G is not in tonight. Little nephew Relly Hall is not in tonight. Red Relly was feeling a little under the weather for the past few days, so hope hopefully he's feeling better. Shout out to Relly. But I'm here with you tonight to talk about a big game, a big test, a big win for the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight against the Los Angeles Clippers, one eighteen to one hundred eight at home in the Rocket Mortgage Arena. It was a total team effort by the Cavs. Seven players in double figures. We'll get into that in just a second. Uh, the Clippers were at full health. Kawhi Leonard played. James Harden played. Paul George played. Russell Westbrook played. So all their stars played. This was a big test for the Cavs. The the Clippers were one game back of first place in the Western Conference before this game tonight. And had one our winners of five in a row. As as the Cavs are winners of nine out of ten. Now 10 out of 11 since they beat the Clippers tonight. Uh yeah, we're gonna get into the game. But first, let's just hear from Coach JB Bickerstaff in his in his post-game press conference. Ten of the last eleven, you guys are on a hot streak. You guys are taking down some of the hotter teams in the Western Conference. Offense versus defense. Do you think tonight was a, another showing of how good you guys' defense has become? Yeah, I mean this. I mean, you know, obviously uh, the Clippers are an elite offensive team with weapons all over the floor uh, that are capable of beating you in a bunch of different ways. And uh, I thought our guys did a great job of accepting the challenge. Um, you know, nothing came easy for those guys. Um, you know, everything was contested. Um, every catch was a tough catch. Uh, ISOs was never a one-on-one situation. Uh, it was always one-on-five. <clears throat> so I, I think our guys, you know, have embraced these challenges uh, and have stepped up when needed most. Coming off the bench, had a big role when he was in the starting unit, still made a big impact on the defensive end tonight. Can you see what kind of growth he's had and how he's accepted both roles and knowing where his minutes are to come? Yeah, I mean, it, like all of our guys, Dean wants to help the team win and he wants to be a part of it. Um, you know, he understands, you know, with all the changes, 
Um, you know, he's just got to be called and ready when he's called upon. And we've got, he's got a skill set that we believe in. Uh, he's a dynamic basketball player. He's versatile on both ends of the floor. Uh, he can take challenges, different positions, um, and he can play multiple positions offensively. So uh, it's our responsibility now to just continue to give him opportunity um, because he's earned it. And again, just wanting to help the team and be a part of it. Um, he continues to pro uh, show his worth. Joe, uh, Coach, if I'm not mistaken, this is your 150th win as Cats coach. Uh, and you joined some previous company in the franchise history. What does that mean to you? Uh, I mean, I love to win games. <laughs> um, but again, this has been, you know, a long journey here. From, you know, when I first took over to where we are now, um, it says a lot about, you know, the wonderful people that I get an opportunity to work with every single day. Uh, the partnership that I have with Kobe in the front office, you know, the support uh, of the Gilberts. Uh, and that, at the end of the day, what it comes down to, um, you know, the wins come because of the people in this building. Um, and, you know, we've continued to put unbelievable high character people with immense talent in this building. Uh, and that's where the wins come from. Evan Damar, right down the road. JV, um, the Clippers present just an interesting challenge because they have three dynamic perimeter threats and James, Kawhi, and Paul. But Isaac did a really good job defending all three of them tonight. How can you speak on just how well he's played tonight and just has a play that's a just point of attack defender? I mean, he's. I, and I'm obviously biased, but I think he's the best on-ball defender and point-of-attack defender in this league. Um, I don't know anybody else who can guard the types of people that Isaac can guard. Um, anybody who defeats screens the way that Isaac defeats screens and keeps people in front of him uh, the way that he does. Uh, he's one of you know, a handful of people at most who doesn't need help in screens. Uh, and that's either, you know, on ball or off ball screens. Uh, and that makes your defense so much better because you never really have to commit to, to the ball. Uh, and you're always playing, um, you know, equal basketball instead of disadvantaged basketball. So I can't say enough about Isaac. Um, you know, we're fortunate to have him. Like he executes game plans to a T. Uh, he takes challenges. And I mean, this isn't new for Isaac. Um, you know, we threw Isaac in the fire as a rookie uh, and never once did he complain. Every day he just showed up, worked his tail off and took the challenges that were in front of him. Um, and again, we're extremely fortunate to have him. This is the first game Evan's been back in almost a month and a half. How do you think he looked out there in his limited minutes tonight? I mean, I thought he was good. He was coming shoot close to a double-double and, you know, in limited minutes. Um, you know, obviously a little bit of rust, you know, when you're playing full speed, you know, attacking and those types of things. Uh, had some turnovers that he typically doesn't make. Um, but, you know, I mean, again, I thought he did a really good job defensively. Um Offensively, he found his spots. And again, it's it's going to take some time for him to catch that rhythm in the one-on-one -on -one stuff. But uh, all in all, you know, and all the team stuff that we asked him to do, I thought he was he was great. Spencer Davis, Cats Insider. Um, going back to the defense, Kawhi took 25 shots. The, the other guys barely took 10. Um, when it comes to ball denial, not just Isaac, it's, it's Karras, it's George, Evan, whoever it may be. Uh, What's the strategy defensively? Like, how, how can you deny guys the ball when they do have that high of a usage, um, I, I guess, on the, the other end? I mean, it comes down to being physical. 
Um, but it also comes down to your preparation um, and studying the game and your intelligence of understanding your opponent and where they want to get the ball. And I thought our guys did a great job tonight of making the catches for those guys, you know, tough, uh, pushing them off their spot, whether it was through a screen in action or, uh, you know, just an entry play. Uh, I thought our guys did a great job of fronting, pressure and denying uh, and pushing them off their spot and making everything a little more difficult. I'm surprised no one's touched on this, but Donovan had a 12 to two assist to turnover ratio tonight. Um, looking great in the, you know, the running the offense. Uh, how do you keep that part of his game in when Darius does come back? And just for this stretch that he's been a part of doing this, like how I guess Marvel are you over? Uh, I mean, it's I mean, it's it's Donovan, and you know, he's a complete basketball player, uh, and it's simple as that. Um, he's not a one-dimensional guy. Um, you know, so, but, you know, obviously when Darius comes back, you know, Darius is going to have the ball in his hands as well. So uh, guys just have to continue to play the right way and keep sharing the ball. And uh, we keep sharing the ball. There's enough touches out there for everybody. So you move it, pass it to the open man. I think that's what Donovan has done a phenomenal job of is, you know, helping his teammates get better. And I think those two guys can make each other better. They take pressure off one another uh, and can create some easier opportunities for one another as well. Anything else in the room? Last one, Ethan. This game seemed like... <laughs> Uh, this game just seemed really physical. Can you just speak of how intense it was throughout the ball game and knowing that you guys can compete at that kind of level? Yeah, I think it's one of the things that our guys have learned about themselves uh, through this stretch and playing some of the teams that we've played. Uh, you know, that's the way that teams in the past, you know, when we built a lead, have tried to work their way back into the game uh, is by ramping up their physicality. And I think our guys are learning, uh, you know, how to defeat that physicality, um, you know, how to move more quickly, how to back or cut, you know, uh, the different actions we can run uh, and those types of things. So uh, it was a physical game, um, but again, our guys showed that they could withstand it. Thank you. So we heard from Coach J.B. Bickerstaff, his post-game press conference. Uh, and like I said, before we went to J.B., I talk about Donovan Mitchell. The question before the last question about the physicality overall was a question about Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland, how they'll play together and how well Donovan Mitchell's been playing with the ball in his hands. 12 assists and two turnovers. But we're going to get into the Donovan Mitchell stuff after we take a quick, quick break and hear a word from our sponsors. I'll be right back after this. Welcome back on the That's Rather Cavalier podcast, Fans First Sports Network podcast. I'm your boy Tate here solo tonight talking about the Cavs 118 to 108 win over the Los Angeles Clippers. And we heard from Coach J.B. Bickerstaff his post-game press conference. A few things off that. Just like I alluded to earlier before we, before we went to J.B. about Jared Allen and Evan Mobley being able to play together early and stagger. And I think at the end of the game, you just put your your best your best five on the court. So there probably will be instances at the end of games, close games, where Mobley and Allen will be on the court together. Donovan Mitchell has been excelling. Like I said, he was 
potentially an MVP candidate now. He's played himself into that the last six weeks. Um, with all these great games, the Cavs are winning everything you want for an MVP candidate. Donovan Mitchell is providing right now. But when Darius Garland comes back, as I said also already, again, with Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, we just got to figure it out. They're they're two of our four best players. Well, Mitchell's our best player. Man, and then it's like 2A, 2B, and 2C for the other guys. But still, they can make life for each other easier on the court. One doesn't have to dominate the ball. They both can shoot threes. Obviously, Donovan Mitchell can. Darius Garland can hit the three. So you play off the ball. You move. You, you have a good off-ball movement. And you dribble drive, you kick, and you you just relocate until you until the ball swings around and you get it again. And if they both do that, they'll both get their touches, they'll both get their shots, they'll both get their assists. So this is a world that they can uh, coexist in and coexist well, I think. And we had to do this at least for the rest of this season because we have to see, as a Cavaliers unit, what we have as a team. Going into next year, I don't want to make any extreme trades. The trade deadline is coming up in about 10 days, February 8th, I believe, a week from tomorrow. I believe, maybe it's a week from Wednesday. Whenever February 8th is, is a trade deadline. The Cavs can make some around the edges, smaller tertiary moves, you know, but not anything big, not trading away. Jared Allen, which is, man, what I was talking about all preseason, early season after that performance last year against the Knicks and the entire Cavs team. And the last question from the beat, the, the beat reporter was about how the Cavs are standing up to the physicality in this game specifically today, but they've been doing it all year. They've, they've, they have a different edge to them. We know Tristan Thompson's out. I don't know if he, if he helped facilitate that. Max Strews coming. Uh, playing for the Miami Heat, being part of that Heat culture. That could be a contributor to it. But, I mean, Jared Allen just got his 15th double-double, 20 points, 17, 17 rebounds, 15 straight double-double. Cavs record. The previous record was 11 by uh, Andre Drummond when he was here back in 2020, I believe. But, yeah, so it's a Cavs record. He's been playing great, been playing physical, been getting the ball, going up, dunking, rebounding. So we haven't played the Knicks since the first week of the season. I think we played them twice in like the first week. I remember we did. one. One, The first one was Halloween, I believe. The Knicks have made some changes. They added OG and Anobi. Uh, so they traded a couple pieces for him. They traded R.J. Barrett. They traded uh, Quigley to Toronto to get OG. They're making moves, and they're still they're, they have Julius Randle, OG Anobi, Hartenstein is playing center now. Uh, Mitchell Robinson has been hurt for the majority of the year. I don't think he'll be back till next year. But still, Tom, Tom Thibodeau team plays with that with that toughness and grit, and that's the test I'm looking forward to seeing. Whenever the Cavs next play the Knicks, I'm looking forward to that game because that's the test. And hopefully, Garden's back, and we're fully healthy, and they're fully healthy. And we'll see how we, we can roll that ball between the lines and see how it goes, you know? That's the test because right now we're we're slotted in the four and five with the Knicks just like it was last year. 
We're on a collision course unless we can keep excelling in our play. And uh, move up. Right now, Boston is one. Milwaukee is two. And Philly is three. And I feel like we can beat all those teams. Um, yeah, I'm just anxious to, to start. We we played a tough schedule early. Then we got some, some well, one of the easier schedules in the NBA this past month. And now this past few, past week or so, we played Milwaukee twice. We played the Clippers tonight. I believe Wednesday we play, is it the Grizzlies or the Timberwolves? Um, give me just a second. I'm checking. The, okay, yeah. So we Wednesday we play Detroit. Thursday we play Cleveland, and Saturday we play San Antonio. That's the rest of this week. Those should be all winnable games. You think all those teams have losing records? Detroit is six and forty. Memphis without John ja Morant and a couple other pieces are eighteen and twenty nine, and the San Antonio Spurs with Victor Wimbenyama are 10 and 37. So, yeah, we talk about teams with losing records. We just beat the Clippers, like who I said, we're one game out of first place in the Western Conference. That makes us have winners of 10 out the last 11. You think, and I don't want to jinx us, you can't just go assuming things. But I think we should be able to win these next three games. Take them one at a time. Next one's Wednesday night at 7 p.m. at Rocket Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Here's the Detroit Pistons again. So hopefully we can win that one and make it uh, 11 out of 12 wins. But, yeah, let's just keep trying to stack these Ws, man. The Cavs are looking really, really good. We're still not all the way back healthy. Darius Garland has to come back. Evan Mobley has to – Get in his groove and get his plain legs back underneath him. Hey man, I like I like the direction of where this team is going, you know. So with that, I'm gonna go ahead and get out of here for the That's Rather Cavalier podcast from the Fans First Sports Network. I'm your boy Tate. We'll try and be back potentially Wednesday after the Detroit Pistons game. And with that, and for myself, Mod and Big G, again, be sure to 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 like and follow on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your audio podcasts. Be sure to check them out. And until next time, let's go Cavs. Let's go Cavs. Let's go hack Cavs. All my life, been grinding all my life, sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. 